Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Thursday the 29th of April. I'm joined today by Duncan Balcon, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. How are you doing? Sounded like something fell over just then. Hi, Pete. I'm very good, thanks. Sorry, I was just adjusting my, uh, my tripod, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, right. So, uh, With my phone on it. Come on, okay, let's keep it clean on the first no, 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 good, good, good. <laughs> um, right, anyway, so um, today, what do, what do you um, find most interesting in uh, Watson's Daily? Yeah, so this is, um, for me, a really interesting story about a law firm. I'm going to have a bash at pronouncing it correctly. I've just, I've just, <laughs> I've just sat on YouTube and worked this out. So Mishkondorea, um, yep. London-based law firm, um, are looking at listing kind of going towards an ipo um somewhere yep. in the region of 750 million pounds mm-hmm. um massive value obviously first and foremost um, and there's been a few law firms that are kind of looking at doing this looking at going public um mm-hmm. to raise funds for for various things um yep. so this is interesting for a few reasons for me um yep. partly obviously it would take them from being an nlp a, a limited liability partnership to being yep. a public listed company yep. um which kind of changes the structure of the firm slightly so rather than yeah. everyone reporting to people at partner level and senior partner managing partner that sort of structure you're then looking at having a, a board above that mm. um which obviously changes the power dynamic slightly in the firm yeah uh, but also just because the sheer amount of money there there's a lot of partners going to be making a lot of money out of this deal yeah um, now obviously they've they've said that they're going to use funds to expand overseas investing growth opportunities and um, all employees will receive shares. So obviously mm-hmm. much as partners may be rolling in it even more than they already are, um, <laughs> they're saying it's going to benefit all the employees. So it'd be interesting to see kind of how much that benefits all the employees. Yeah. Um, but it'd be also interesting for personally for me to see how they're intending to kind of invest this. Cause I know there's a lot of law firms keen on investing within the tech sector um, mm kind of firstly within their kind of own departments so looking at investing rather than uh, outsourcing uh, for things yeah. like um, document review for example they're trying they're working on computers that can do that yeah. automatically so you've not got some your first your first year kind of out in your training contract sat there all day reading doc review um yeah but that obviously then raises another slight issue well if you can train a computer to do that what happens to the junior lawyers um, mm. And I know a lot of firms are kind of putting that impetus now on junior lawyers getting within their kind of training contract, getting a bit more of a, a rounded experience and mm. going to kind of either to a tech startup related to the firm or going into a tech department and learning some of the coding as well. Mm. So I think it's interesting because obviously this is going to affect, like I said, the structure at the kind of the management level of the firm, but it could also affect kind of the set of skills and the the day-to-day jobs and the, and the training given to the younger employees. Yeah. So it might be rather than being able to do doc review, you're going to need to be able to kind of loosely code the computer that does it for you. Yes. And then obviously the, there is the, just the interest of the amount of money that this is being pitched at. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this. Well, I think it's very. In- I think it is an interesting story. Um, I, you know, I, I myself, you know, I've I've worked at a company in the past which went from being a partnership uh, to becoming well a you know, kind of, well, it wasn't listed as such, but, um, but, you know, there were shares in it and stuff and suddenly it all, and actually it, it event, it got um, bought out um, by JP Morgan, but, Mm. um, 
it was interesting because obviously uh, the the yeah as you uh, refer to there the power dynamic does change the atmosphere does change um and i think things become a bit more i don't know urgent shall we say um you know compared to before i mean i'm sure that uh, you know they they were very cutting edge and uh, aggressive etc before but i think that that is likely to intensify um, once you start getting um, shareholders, mm. for instance, um, it's also interesting because it is part of. You know, there are other law companies that, yeah, you know, law firms that um, have listed as well. Yep. Um, I think it gives them currency um, in order to not only to invest in things like tech, but also to buy in more people, mm. more, more, you know, maybe more senior people. They can buy. They can buy people out of their existing partnerships. You know, this gives them the option to be able to do something like that if they really want to. So I think from, you know, from uh, Michon de Reyes, um, uh, Michon de Reyes point of view, I, I think that it's it's uh, it just gives it more options, I think. But what I think is potentially more even more interesting than that um, is that you do wonder whether more professional services companies are going to be looking at this like say accountancy firms for Mm. instance and looking at this and thinking actually this gives a lot of you know we've got a good name you know we yeah we and we haven't really traded on it as much as we could why don't we do the same thing Mm. and you know i i have been saying that i think that this year is the year of the ipo um, uh, yeah, uh, I just wonder whether more more of them are going to be considering doing something like this, because it just will unlock a lot of. Well, it will unlock a lot, a great deal of value within a firm, hmm. and so you know, rather than having something that that's sort of there, um, you you know, you can have you can have actual money actual shares um in something that is you know that that is that is um currency essentially yeah so uh, you know i do think it's very interesting so for them it's interesting because it gives them more options it is going on that trend of law firms actually uh doing doing this uh, increasingly um but then it opens up to whether professional companies of professional service companies more widely so i am saying accountancy firms here but it could be others you know there could be other lots of other firms that potentially could decide to do something like this um so yeah a, a very interesting for a for a number of reasons absolutely and, and, and with mishcom they've got a kind of reputation for a few kind of key areas of the law so they've got reputations mm. for litigation defamation obviously mm-hmm. two quite nicely linked areas as well as real estate and employment and mm. it'll be interesting to kind of see because obviously that, those areas are going to give them some fairly, I'll say, wealthy uh, clients. Mm. It'll, be, it'll be interesting to see where the kind of people that invest in this come from, whether it is people that have used the company and know them well, or whether that causes a bit of a conflict of interest. Mm. Um, but also, the thing I find interesting about this, they've, do, they've done historically quite a lot of kind of sports law stuff um, mm. here and across Europe. Mm. And it'll be interesting to see because there's been a bit of pressure on them to grow overseas and expand. It'll be interesting yep. to see whether they use some of that money to do that expansion because I imagine that yeah. 
it's not as easy to jump jurisdictions as it was pre-Brexit. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they do use some of this money that's coming in to expand overseas as well, and whether that's the pattern, like I said, that other services companies start you start following, go public to allow you to expand into other marketplaces. Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, very interesting anyway, I think. Um, you disagree with me. You don't think that's the best story today, do you? So, Well, no, it's, it's not a <laughs> question of best. It's not a question Most of best. Most interesting. It's just other, other <laughs> stories as well. I didn't um, realise yesterday, by the way, I've done this podcast with you like loads of times. And I've never used that phrase. Well, that's very interesting, but I disagree. Or whatever it was oh, that yeah, people yeah. use no, well, when you hey, started it. But that's that's a great callback um, to to the great um, uh, George Maxwell, um, who who started all this off. Um, and uh, yeah, he would he would uh, say, well, yes, Peter, I do think that that is quite interesting. But actually, I disagree with you. And then he'd say, so. So, yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. Harking back to the more aggressive earlier days of the commercial awareness with Watson's daily podcast. Um, by the way, he's still around. I haven't put him in a uh, haven't um, uh, put him in a. Uh, <laughs> you know, in some sort of cage somewhere, he is he is roaming free, uh, and he's doing very well. Anyway, uh, so going coming back to it, I think today um, one of the the stories I, I think is it well, it's, it's kind of two stories, I guess. Um, is is the fact that Dixon's is shutting the air, so it's it's thirty five travel shops at airports, um, and that's putting 400 jobs uh on the line now the thing is is that uh, obviously travel especially in airports has gone down uh enormously mm. um and i often wonder i have often wondered in the past in the back in the day when i did used to do a lot of traveling um by uh, by air um, there were two places in an airport which I thought, why are they there? Um, one is the electrical retailer, because I, in my opinion, and this is probably wrong, but in my opinion, people will go there and they will buy either or they'll buy either or uh, headphones that yeah, maybe they treat themselves because they think that it's, uh, uh, you know, they'll, they'll get it cheaper because it's tax free or they've forgotten their charges. And that's pretty much what I think that people will buy at those places. Um, Cause I don't think you're going to go to the airport and go, yeah, I'm going to buy a laptop or something like that. I, yeah. So anyway, or, or, or a kettle, um, you know, so, <laughs> I don't know. so or, a, or a toaster maybe. Uh, so, you know, all those kinds. Of, so I've always wondered about that, that, and actually, uh, and this is going off on a tangent a bit, but um, uh, travel, you know, tra uh, travel money, because you think, well, they absolutely rip your face off uh, in these places. And, you can do it much cheaper at a much better rate, either you know, before you even set foot in the airport. Mm. But also these days, you know, you've got, I mean, I know my colleagues used to swear by uh, things like Revolut and stuff, you know, because they have yeah. a card and you could use different currencies on it and things. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's loads of options now. Um, but anyway, going back to it, Dixon's deciding to shut. They, the, the main catalyst for this is um, ostensibly the uh the axing of tax-free shopping by the treasury but i would have thought even if that hadn't come in surely they would have had to ax it anyway um because like you say fall is just so poor um but it is interesting to note on the other hand wh smith is going the other way um and actually they just raised a load of money to try to open a hundred new travel shops in in airports and that is going to be mainly in the us now 
I I've never been a massive fan of uh, W H Smith because it is generally a boring um, business. Really, I mean, especially the high street business. Very very mature. You, you know, I just don't think it's an amazing business. But um, but it did before the coronavirus hit you did see that it was doing it was doing very well the cash cow was the airports and railway stations business hmm. because obviously you've got a captive uh, you've got a captive audience um and and it's great um but of course once the coronavirus hit that really hit them hard because so so like i say before you had the um very mature very boring high street business which you know sells you a massive <laughs> bar of chocolate for a quid uh just as you're about <laughs> to buy something so you know some sort of random random something that's really bad for you so you know you go they've got that business and then they've got the the more exciting travel business but then uh as in sorry the travel shop business mm. um but then that completely turned around in in, in lockdown where you, and, and actually WH Smith was one of the only ones that was open because it has this um, joint venture with the post office, which me- meant that it had to stay open. But the problem was, although it kept going and it was ticking over, um, it wasn't selling loads of stuff. So, you know, WH Smith has really suffered. So I think actually it is one of the companies that is probably going to pick up really well when lockdown really does lift mm. and tra- people start traveling again. But even I think even in this country, even in Europe, it w- I'm sure it will pick up, but I don't know if it's going to pick up really you know, like hugely. I, I'm still I'm still in a, in a bit of doubt about that. Whereas in America, you've got a lot more um, domestic travel and fly, people flying to different states and things. And I think that is a great place to have exposure to. Mm. So I think that what WH Smith is doing um, is actually a good thing. So um, it's costing money, but I think that there will be very popular um, in, in the US. So, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so yeah so i don't know what do you are you a wh smith fan well, first of all i want to take offense to the fact you just called a large bar of chocolate for a quid mature and boring um, <laughs> but, yeah. but then, but then I, i'm kind of with you on this both, both of these shops and i'm, I'm kind of in this the little bit is the frame of mind with most things at airports a, yeah. a lot of these retailers essentially are selling you stuff you've forgotten to pack yeah um, so you've always got to wonder how much kind of actual kind of scope is there for, for you to buy things like you said yeah you might, might pick up a pair of headphones or or mm. something a charger you've forgotten from dixon's but actually a lot of the time now wh smith sell those as well in the airports mm. which i kind of guess almost pushes dixon's out yeah and i, I do know people that <clears throat> pre um the treasury axing the tax-free shopping thing um would would kind of plan if they knew they were going to need for example a new ipad would do it yeah. at a time they're on holiday to to take advantage of the tax free, but still, that that's not many people. So I'm not really surprised that Dixons are, are taking that move. Mm. Um, mm. And I agree with you actually with with Smiths in the states because you'd feel a lot of stuff they sell. So you've got kind of the books, the magazines, the you touched on chocolate, food, that sort of thing. Really, <laughs> really kind of benefit people on that short haul flight. Like mm. you may have just slug a rucksack on your back, not really thought about what you need. Mm. Nip through Smiths on the way, grab a bottle of water, bar of chocolate, and a, a magazine yeah. to save you for the flight. So yeah. I think that kind of, like you said, that the exposure to that market really makes sense for me. 
Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. to be fair, even when you go through an airport over here, Smith's is always busy. Yeah, so it is. It, it, much as, uh, to me, they also sell things that you've forgotten to pack with you um, or yeah. that you can't get through customs is the other thing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I imagine <laughs> the, the ability to buy books and magazines and the kind of, the kind of nibbly bits before you get on a plane... Actually, yeah. most people probably wander through W. H. Smiths on the way through an airport, yeah. uh, and like I said, even more so in the states. So I think I think yeah. that's a really good move. <clears throat> and yeah. I, I, I totally get why Dixons are, are shutting their four hundred stores because I uh, stopped four hundred stores, getting rid of the stores and shut and possibly costing yeah. four hundred jobs. Yeah. Um, because yeah, to me that they would be better off going into the route of trying to put pop ups in supermarkets. I think rather than that is a good idea actually. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, because we were talking about that the other week, weren't we? With, yeah. Well, um, that. Um, AO World. AO World, yeah. I think Dixon's would be better off looking at that sort of relationship than concentrating yeah. on airports. <clears throat> there we go. So that's that's it. We've solved it. So um, Dixon's go to Sainsbury's. There we go. So this is a this is a match made in Watson's Daily. We've got Dixon's go to Sainsbury's, and Dixon's can be to Sainsbury's what AO World is to. Uh, you know, actually, no, that's not good, is it? Because, um, <laughs> obviously, Sainsbury's have got Argos, yeah, so that would be so they'd have to go maybe Dixon's would have to go to Morrison's or something or it's, Asda. There's, there's got to be there's got to be opportunity in there somewhere, yeah. but they, they want to be somewhere where people are going to do their kind of other shopping yeah. anyway with a high yeah. footfall, really, because yeah. a lot of their products are a bit too niche for people to pick up on the way through an airport, yeah, no, fair enough, yeah. <clears throat> No, indeed, indeed. Um, maybe we should we should have like a Watson's Daily M and A department or something. Perhaps <laughs> uh, if anyone out there M and A lawyer, <laughs> we should start advising. Anyway, uh, right? Yes, yeah, sorry, that's a pipe dream there. But uh, but anyway, um, I yeah. So it's it's a it's a good day today. Um, today is as you know Thursday. It's the most. It's one of the busiest days. Um, for Watson's Daily, so I do at five o'clock. I do a live at five on Instagram, uh, so an Instagram live at five. Um, then I do a uh, a call for subscribers from five thirty till six thirty. And then if you're a, a, a university society person, um, then I do another call at six thirty till seven thirty. But you have to, um, I think, yeah, you, you you have to be in the in crowd to get the invite for that one. So if you want, if you want the invite, um, let let us know. But anyway, um, I think that's that's kind of oh yeah, I, and just to say we did a a um, uh, I, I did a, a a summary of April in terms of business news, financial markets news. Uh, I'm going to try to make the recording available to subscribers. I don't know how to do it is the honest thing at the moment, but I will try and work out how to do that. Um, and then um, the other thing is. This other podcast that I'm going to be stitching together today. Um, I've got to do the editing for it, but it will come out. I recorded it yesterday. It's between um, three headhunters, Dukes, who specializes in investment banking, um, Patrick McCubbin, who specializes in accountancy and finance. And then finally, um, it is Robert Hanna from Casey Partners, who specializes in law what i've asked them to do is to tell tell uh, you know go on the podcast introduce themselves and their speciality and then what is going on yeah what has been going on over the last year in their market and what is going on now so i do think it is very uh, it is interesting and it's also interesting to see what the similarities uh, differences between between those areas mm. so there you go
Anyway, so much um, going on, so much exactly, going on, exactly. And then, and that's not to mention, I haven't even mentioned the, the new YouTube videos, but um, we're, we're, anyway, we'll mention that next <laughs> week. Let's let's not, we won't talk about that yet, anyway. <laughs> Uh, have a have a thank you very much indeed. Um, uh, you know for for be, for being there, uh, Duncan. Thank Pleasure. you for the listeners to continuing to support us. If you like this podcast, please rate us and say nice things about it. Um, if, if not, um, uh, please 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 try and go <laughs> go to another. I don't know. Uh, say, tell me tell me why. But really, yes, if you can, it would really help us um, and and boost our ratings and stuff like that. Um, thank you very much indeed. Have a great day. Please listen to the other podcasts as well, because I do think it's going to be very useful for a lot of people. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Many thanks. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye.